Bienvenida and welcome to another episode of Spirit of Avalor with your host Lauren. And Becca. And today we have a really awesome interview for you, but it's not for everyone, so... What do you think? Like, I don't know. Like, 12 and up? Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Because it deals with human trafficking and other subjects. Um, yes. We got to interview Sydney Dunlap, the author of It Happened on Saturday, which is amazing. So amazing. Yes. And it's a book that we highly recommend to everyone 12 and up and just... Because it really shows how someone could easily almost get trafficked and it doesn't pull any punches, which I appreciated. Me too. Me too. And I like the friendships in this book. Yes. And I like how they not only show what can happen, but also the good side of the internet and that sometimes things are just as they seem. Yes. Um, and we never can be too careful, but sometimes it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, and the special thing about this interview is that we actually did it in the same room. Yes, we did, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. And then tentatively, we have another interview coming up. Um, we're trying to get the voice director for Elena, um, Sam Regal. I hope I said that guy's last name right. Um, Blame MBDA. Um, so we're hoping to get him. Yes. I did reach out to him and send him a message. And we're also hoping to get Jillian Rose Reed. Yeah. Yes. Um, who played played Naomi, so... Who I have had the pleasure of speaking to a couple of times over the years, and she is amazing and really sweet. Yes. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing if we could get her. Oh, yeah. Because then we, we can really talk about Leia and Naomi, because I'm 99% sure she ships them, even if she has another ship preference. I mean, people could have two. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. But if she does ship them, then, oh my gosh. I mean, we're going to have fun anyway, because she's amazing and really sweet, but that would just be the icing on the cake, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. But we hope you enjoy the interview, and we hope you get something out of it. Yes. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Adios. Hi. 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 Hola, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. So we're both, I mean, you know we're both blind, so the video's doing nothing, but that's just, you know, you do what you want. <laughs> oh, sure. It's, it's so much fun to talk to you after we've messaged. It's, it's really nice to oh, yeah. get a time to sit on me. Oh yeah, no, it has. I've read your book twice through. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Oh, thank you. We loved it. 
Oh my god. Um, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. We were we were hoping that it was going to be an audio, um, so we could read it together. So we could read it in the together, same room, but instead of having our robotic screen readers read it to us. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, it was well, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. You know, I'll definitely let you know if it comes out in audio. I I would love for that to happen. And I did ask my publisher, and at this point, there's I guess I don't know how that all works, but they yeah. said they would let me know if that's possible. But it I don't know. It's um, it's not. You know, my publisher is yeah. isn't. The really big ones, and I think sometimes the ones that are a little bit smaller, like wait to see how sales do, or I'm not quite sure. Right. I just wish it wasn't like that because it's going to reach a lot more people, and like there's a whole group. I mean, obviously there's a blind community, then there's community people who just can't read because they can't read. You know, like other reasons that they can't visually read. So it's like, or maybe not be able to read. It's not you know I mean like other issues, but it's like they're pretty much alienating a bunch of people. That would benefit well, I from will, this. I will absolutely, you know, kind of as, as I'm able to try to, yeah. you know, there's a way to nudge it in that direction because I completely agree with you um, absolutely. And, and if there's anything on my end I can do to push it along, I, I will. I, oh, you know, you're I'm good. Gonna Don't do worry this. about it. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, we, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. And I just, I just want to tell you that you did such an amazing job with Julie's PTSD and just like her triggers and um and I just I related to that part of it because I have PTSD myself um and I just wanted to thank you for for doing that authentically and and real Oh, thank you so much. I I um I really appreciate that. Yeah, same I, here because I also have it. We both have medical PTSD. I know it's different, but mm-hmm. we still got that. Like that made me cry because I was like, yes, I totally get yeah, that. Yeah, it made me cry too. Oh, oh. well, I, I'm glad it resonated with you both. Thank you so much. That's and that scene. That's awesome. Da- I think I'm pretty sure it's been like a couple months, but I'm sorry if I get this wrong. But the scene at the river, like with her dad, I think it was when she was talking to him. That, mm-hmm. that, like, that had me, like, that had me in tears, because I don't, I don't have that kind of support, mm. and yeah. it's just, it, it made me think, what would that be like to be able to just, like, have someone say, okay, you're not okay, and that's all right, you know, let me know what's going on, or just cry, or just do whatever you have to do, I mean, you know, within reason, and I'm still gonna be here for you, I'm still gonna come alongside you, and just let you come as you are, and just love you in your in this, like, you know, and I don't get that at all. Like, I, I don't, I don't receive that at all. And that just, that really spoke to me as someone who really just, who needs that. And it was just awesome that she did. Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm glad to, I'm glad that resonated too. Yeah, it's, it is hard. Cause I think sometimes like as a reader, I know sometimes you read things where you feel like it is part of your experience or you read something that isn't and it can resonate both ways. Can it? Oh yeah. And I yeah. love how you had just, I love how you had Jasmine, that whole thing be okay because sometimes it is okay. Sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. you know, like sometimes it's not what you think, but in, in a, in a good way, you know? And yeah. It yeah. just, it, it meant a lot because, yes, things could happen like you portrayed. They happen every day, sadly, but at the same time, good things 
can happen too. And I appreciate the way everyone was concerned for her. Yes. And even though Gabriella wasn't like into all that, she really did care and wanted her to be okay. And yeah. I, I really love Gabby. She was like my first favorite character, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, good, good. Yeah, she was awesome. And it just. And I loved. Because you, know, the way you had this happen was way different. Way different than like all of the movies and you know even some people's even, actual experiences. Unfortunately, um, like it was when I say unique, I don't mean that in a in like a necessarily like I'm not. I hope you know that how I mean that. Like it just it was in it was in a an a tip. It was in a different way, which resonate with all of those people out there who probably, that almost probably happened them that way, and it was like, okay, it wasn't like what we see in the movies, or it wasn't like what other people's, you know, experiences were like, and that was appreciated, because I've never seen it this way, and it just, it opened my eyes to, yes, this can actually happen this way. Oh, good, I'm glad, yeah, it really is, um, it seems like there's so many, many different ways it can happen, Yeah. and um, I was trying to take something that I thought would be um, maybe different, exactly like you said, different from how it seems to get often portrayed, but that is another way that it happens, oh, yes. so that people can sort of see this other side of it, and this other aspect. Yes. And, and oh, especially with, with the recruitment, I was surprised... And I'm sorry if I'm forgetting this, and I obviously, I honestly did read it twice, just been a couple months, that it was someone, her, like, supposedly her age, or maybe her, somewhere around her, that, or even, I know a little bit older, but it wasn't, like, because in everything you see and everything, it's usually an adult. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was interesting to see that a recruiter can also be someone around the same age or a little bit older than mm -hmm. the, the intended traffic victim, and... That's why it does, it seems so innocuous, you yeah. know, at first. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's exactly it. There are these recruiters that get paid and they are, I just think they don't even think about what they're doing. They just want money and yeah, sadly yeah. just do whatever it takes to get the money. And it's like, cause you feel like a kid your age or someone just a few years older than you is going to be pretty harmless. Yeah. Like yeah. Versus yeah. And, and that's. Yeah, that was something I really wanted to get out there because um, in my experiences and in my, you know, research about it as well, I found that it really does happen where, it, I mean, it's almost impossible to yeah. think of, like, someone doing this, but, but you know, it really does happen that way where, you know, young people get paid off to do this, yeah. so. No, we believe you. It's not yeah, like I'm saying it's, it's it, oh, yeah. it was just, it was, it was different, and like I said, it was, it I don't want to say it was refreshing because that's really horrible and I don't, I hope you know I do not mean it that way, but it just was, Yeah, yeah. it was like a, like I said, it was just a different kind of way of looking at things and in a different, mm -hmm. a different lens and also it was interesting to see how both of her parents reacted to the same situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think in families when something happens that's that's big, big and significant and scary. Sometimes you get really different reactions, right? Yeah, from different family members. Yeah, it it oh my, and then the the part where she found out what was really going on. I mean, my heart was pounding. Mm. Oh my gosh, 
and I knew that she was gonna get out, you know, and be okay. But in the mm-hmm. moment, you're you're just reading, and and you're like, oh my gosh, like figure it out. Yeah, and like all I could, I was like. I'll be honest and say, I think I scared my sweet little cat because I was, like, yelling uh. at the screen, like, do not drink that wine. First of all, you're not old enough. Secondly, really? don't do it. There's something in there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, when I was writing that part, um, I, I definitely wanted to include that because that's how a yeah. lot of the, how a lot of times they get initial control over someone. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important kids understand. Of course, you don't want them drinking, no, like no, as you said, no. for the no. other reasons, but that other more sinister reason as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. And like, I was like, I was wondering why you didn't use soda because some, most of the time, sometimes it's that and it's something they can actually have. But I thought maybe you were just going for something different. You know, it just, it, yeah. you know, um, and it just, the, um, and the fact that this pretty much, like, the way that it actually happened, like, online and stuff, I was like, okay, this is a different kind of recruitment tactic. And I know it happens online a lot, so that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying with the way you portrayed it, it was, it was just, it was, like I said, it was different. And it just, you didn't know what was coming from one to the next. Yeah. Because it was just so gradual, which is how it actually is. Yes. Most of the time, we'll say, because sometimes something's exception, you know, different in that other way, but most of the time it is very gradual. And that's mm-hmm. why it's sort of like the whole frog in the boiling water thing that you don't realize until it's too late. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking you were going for there. And I gotta say, I love her kitty. I yes. love the family cat. I have one okay. of my own. He's 12. Uh, domestic Aww. short hair named Raja after Jasmine's tiger, and he's adorable Aww. and waiting for me back home in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but yeah. um, but yeah, but that you got it. You got us at kitties too because we're both cat people. So I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, they got cats. Yeah, I unfortunately can't have a kitty of my own because my family is allergic. So oh, bummer. Just live vicariously yeah. through me and through yes. books like yours. Yes. Yes. So, um, how did you come up with the idea to do this book, like write this book? Well, um, I think the, the reason I wrote it was, um, so I had, um, been a teacher for a long time. I used to teach, um, third grade and fourth grade and, Um, yeah, and I was, honestly, it all kind of started for me, um, when I was, I saw this movie that was about trafficking, Mm -hmm. and I, I had heard, you know, I'd heard the word, you know, human trafficking or child trafficking, but I never had really thought, you know, thought too much about it, because I, I, I just, it's kind of something I'd heard about, but it, I guess I started watching this and it was, you know, these children hardly older than my students being treated so horribly thrown, you know, thrown into this van and screamed at. And I just didn't know what it was. And so I watched it to the end. Um, It was on a work night and I just couldn't turn it off. And then I just realized this is actually happening. And I, it just sort of shocked me and horrified me so much that I thought, well, 
if this is actually going on in the world now and I'm in the world, I want to get involved in the fight because I can't imagine anything more horrible, you know, than this happening to children. So I started researching it and learning about it. And it was really interesting. My, um, husband then was transferred to Houston. I had been living in Virginia mm-hmm. okay. and teaching in Virginia. And when we moved down to Houston soon after for his job, I found out that Houston being a transportation hub with um, airports and train yeah. and the shipyard mm-hmm. and yeah. all the highways, it's, it's really one of the worst places in the country for it. So I saw this as an opportunity instead of trying to get a full-time teaching job I wanted to get involved in the fight against trafficking. So I just started tutoring kids part-time and then having more time that I could volunteer. And that's when I started volunteering for some local organizations, helping with fundraising and event planning. But then I soon found out about a group called Traffic 911 that they were in Dallas based, but they were looking to expand to Houston. And they needed someone to lead up their team um, going into juvenile detention and bringing in a program of trafficking awareness and prevention. Uh, The girls in juvenile detention are are very high risk and a decent amount of them have actually are actually trafficking survivors. And some of them don't even realize it because the way these traffickers manipulate um, their victims Mm-hmm. they often kind of have to see it from an outside perspective mm-hmm. to really understand exactly what yeah. it is. And so I then started leading a team going into juvenile detention and the the girls that we met there, um, we would bring food, um, snacks and, and juice and have like a nice time kind of visiting with them. And then I would show them this program. And I think seeing it from an outside perspective and hearing, here's what a trafficker says, mm-hmm. here's, you know, here are different things they do mm-hmm. uh, to try to trick you or to trap you or to keep yeah. you. And hearing it from that perspective, and also there are clips that um, from trafficking survivors that talk about their experience yeah. as part of the presentation, mm-hmm. that it often would really resonate with with these survivors. And sometimes it was the first time they'd actually really connected what happened. This was a crime against me that mm-hmm. happened. And we would give them um, paper and markers and let them just write feedback on the presentation and yeah. what they thought of it. And some of them, off, actually often people would say things like, well, actually something like this happened to me or you know, this happened to my friend and they then would often want to talk about it because they hadn't ever really felt safe talking about it before. Um, but we understood it and, and were able to then connect them with resources, um, through traffic 911 to help them Mm -hmm. and, um, also take law enforcement reports. So, um, to work with the Houston detectives to actually uh, shut some things down. Apparently, um, I heard from Traffic 911 that a lot of the reports did lead in convictions of traffickers. So, um, and this is kind of my long story, and it's okay. your question, okay. but being involved with with these um, young trafficking survivors, I realized all of these things that happened were so horrible to them, and I thought I can certainly reach, you know, reach these people every month, but what about a wider audience? What about getting the word out to people that, you know, just anywhere that could learn about it because kids from 11 to 14 are 
a highly susceptible yeah. group. And from teaching, I had not heard of any books or seen anything that addressed this. No. So I thought, what about writing a kid-friendly, age-appropriate book that anyone who read it would understand, okay, here's how traffickers operate, here's how recruiters operate, yeah. here's what they're looking for, so that if they read it, they would be savvy and, and aware and if something came up when they were online or out in the world somewhere, um, they could make a, a decision that hopefully would keep them out of trouble. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was working with, with these survivors that I decided this is the book I need to write. Oh yeah. You, you are amazing at what you do because obviously we're adults, but we love upper middle grade because it's where everything is. I mean, it's yeah. where, the books that actually matter are, and it's stuff that, you know, that we're trying to write ourselves. I mean, I'm trying to write one about medical trauma to raise awareness of that, because that's not really talked about, that form of PTSD ever. Mm -hmm. And it's so little known that it's not even the DSM. Like, it's... Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I know what you mean about, like, raising awareness, and I was really, um... I was really appreciative that your character was, like, 13, 14, because that, you know, those books sell, too. And it was just it was just refreshing to read about someone that age and, you know, what they would do, you know, what they would do and, you know, how that, unfortunately, you know, things happen and, and whatnot. It's just because I... When I write, when I write my books, like I don't sugarcoat things, and you didn't either. And I love that. That was what I loved about your book—that you weren't catering, you weren't saying, "Okay, yeah, she got to be sensitive about some stuff," but you have to show the whole real picture. And that's what you did, and I did. I appreciate that, and that you write the same way I do. Like I don't, I don't, you know, if I'm going to write about something, I'm going to write about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just. I mean, like I said, yes, I'm going to be sensitive, but I'm not going to be overly so. If something happens based on a consequence, something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, and I, what was kind of curious to me was I thought when, because um, I'm pretty sure they had a cat, right? I'm 99% sure they had a kitty that Julia's family had. Didn't they had a cat, right? I'm not just they had actually, yeah, they had two cats, two uh, cats. Louis and Ginger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Louis was my favorite. Yes. Louis was uh. like Raja. He, I mean, Raja's fine. I just mean, he, those two had a lot in common, mm -hmm. especially the keyboard. <laughs> especially the keyboard. Oh, yeah, right? That's yes, a... <laughs> he does that all yeah, the time. I have to say that the characters in the book were all just you know, people I made up, but oh, the yeah. cats um, were a lot like my cats. Oh. Awesome. Yeah, I actually have a cat named um, Benny, and he is—he's um, basically how I came up with Louie. He's just a little cuddle bug, just Aww. so sweet. And then Pepper is our other one, who I love as well. But she, you know, she loves to nip, and yeah. honestly, that's how I thought of the part where um, Julia does get yes. away. Because yeah. Pepper, yes. I'm like Pepper. You're our hero in the book because yes, I, I realized that. Yes, because she you all the time. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and look, at first I thought when she ran out on the balcony, I was like, okay, there's no way anyone's going to hear you up there, and they're just going to look up and think, okay, some kid's just messing around or something, and I wasn't saying, I didn't, obviously I wanted her to get out, but at the same time, I'm thinking no one's, and not because I didn't want it to happen, but just because the reality, I was like, no one's going to hear you up there. They're just going to like be down there drinking their wine and not really, 
you know what I mean, for the most part, like, not really taking too much heed on what's actually going on, you know, um, mm -hmm. but, because the whole time that, um, he was saying, oh, we're just gonna go up and get the keys, just come with me, you know, but I'm thinking, wait, no, I'm like, do not do that, something, you know, obviously, you know, that was when something happened, but I was like, you know, something is gonna happen, not go up there with that guy, do yeah, not go yeah. up there with that guy, and, you know, I'm like, who invites another friend on a supposed, like, you know, date? And it's like, real, I mean, I, no, you know, I did understand what you're doing, so don't think I didn't. I just met, you know, and when I was reading this, I just was obviously very into it. And I was like, okay, that's messed up. Who in the heck does that? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just, like, at first, like, I thought you were setting Jasmine up because I was like, okay is this what's going to happen? Is this how... And then when I realized that that was okay, no, no, I meant, like, what she was, you know, who she was actually, you know, messaging was fine. I was like, okay, but I'll tell you, one of my other favorite scenes in the whole book was the scene between Julia and Gabriella. I loved that scene outside. Yes. Oh, good. It was so beautiful. And I don't mean that in a romantic way. If they got together, I'd be happy. I'd be fine with that, you know. But at the same time, they didn't have to. Like, I love that bond just the way it was. That they connected oh, on, like, a friendship level. And that's all it stood for. That's perfectly fine. They could, you know, you know, love each other that way. Obviously, that's more than fine. But I'm just saying that, that I loved Gabriella's compassion for people. Mm -hmm. And her willingness to stay true to who she was. But at the same... But be there for somebody else and like have them not feel alone that they didn't want to be in there with all that stuff and making that okay like making them seeing that that they knew that they were okay as mm -hmm. they were and i love it and it actually reminded me of becca right here oh just the uh -huh. way that she that she is with me and obviously the other way around but it just i loved gabrielle like she was my she was my first favorite character Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'll tell you, actually, she is was always one of my favorite characters when I was writing it too. She was she was one that I really enjoyed writing. So that's really cool. I'm glad you liked her too. Oh awesome. yeah, and she reminded me of a friend actually with the same name that I had in high school. Oh, that was a lot like that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what her romantic preferences ever were, but I mean, I knew that she was a sweet person. You know, mm -hmm. she was compassionate. She cared about people. She, you know, always made sure that you were okay. You know, like, she, she was awesome. And obviously a lot of fun, you know, too. And it's just, that's that reminded me of when I was reading. I was like, okay, that is awesome. And I just, cool. you know, it was just, and I kept thinking, my, and I tend to do this. Like, when I'm reading books, and yes, I was paying attention. But, like, when I tend to read books and I love those secondary characters, I'm, I keep, I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I wonder what her backstory is. Like, what's up, you know, what's her life like outside of school, outside of this group? Like, what does she have to contend with? What does she love? Like, what lights her up inside? You know, like, what, what's all, what's Gabriella's story? You know, what's that all about? Yeah, that's interesting. That's true. Yeah. It's, um, secondary characters are, are fun to create because they can, they, I think they can add a lot to a story. Oh, yeah. When oh, they yeah. just kind of yes. jump off the pages. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you liked her. Oh, yeah, all of your secondary characters did. I mean, Jasmine was probably my second favorite secondary. I don't know if mm -hmm. that's even a way of saying that, but but don't worry. I love Julia. I like, that's not what I mean. I'm not saying, I really did like her. And, you know, she she was awesome. She was, you know, she reminded me a lot of myself a little bit that age. Not so fashion crazy or anything like that, because I was never really like that. But I just, mm -hmm. she just, you know, 
that just in my personal like experience like I wasn't in Harry to grow up like I didn't care about boys I wasn't I mean I, I had my own style but like other than that I didn't care about the latest trends or anything my mm -hmm. Friday night was spent watching a Disney movie because that was my choice obviously and just working on the latest story or talking to my friends you know like I I wasn't like I didn't I didn't care about because I had a lot of other stuff going in my life other than like high school stuff that a lot of kids care about and I just I saw myself you know a lot in her in that way and also mo and also in Gabriella because I oh, I was yeah. that I was that kid in that teen that would look for the lonely people and well look or listen whatever and you know draw them in you know I wanted mm -hmm. nobody to feel alone you know if I could help it obviously and because I was that person who felt alone at lunch because no one would sit with me because they didn't understand about my blindness. I mean, I'm, you know, normal otherwise, you know, obviously you're talking to me. So, you know, it's like there was nothing else different. And it was just, like, I had friends sporadically here and there and whatever, mostly in high school. But, like, in junior high, I pretty much spent lunch on my own because no one wanted to hang out. It was like, I don't know what it was, but they just, for some reason, they avoided me. And I was just like, I would have wanted someone like Gabrielle by my side, you know, someone... You just say, hey, you know, you're cool the way you are, you know, let, you know, forget about them. I mean, not like to say they're not, you know, they don't matter, but just because, you know, just someone to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think those middle school years can be rough yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about you. I mean, you don't have to speak on it if you don't want to, but like, you know, did you feel that way or, you know, was it a combination of okay and messed up or, you know, like what was just... You know, like, so, um, did you draw from your own experience? Like, I guess when I'm asking for, like, her experience, like, in middle school. Sure. Um, so, basically, when I – I was really, really fortunate because I – in elementary school, um, I met someone who became my best friend when we were um, 10. Mm -hmm. So, we kind of – and she's – to be honest, all these years later, decades later, she and I are still the best of friends. We still, Aww. like, talk every day. Awesome. So, on the same street they moved in in um, fourth grade okay. and so we always had each other so I think my middle school experience I could draw on um that for the importance of the friendship with Julia and Nori and kind of coming back together yeah um at the end I could really draw on having a you know a friend that really meant you know meant yes. so much to me yes um although I do remember we went to a very small elementary school and it fed into a very large um, middle school mm -hmm. that was just, I want to say at least six, six schools Whoa, fed wow. into it. And so I, yeah, I definitely remember what it felt like when, I mean, we had maybe 50 kids in our elementary school and these other ones had maybe 150. So Whoa. there were just yeah. so many kids, yeah. um, you know, so many kids that I had never seen before in my life. And so it, I definitely remember that feeling when school first started. Um, for us, it was actually seventh grade when we went to the middle school and just like looking around and just not recognizing anybody because, yeah. you know, we had this little tiny elementary school. So mm -hmm. I, I think I could draw on, on it for various, various aspects. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I could actually relate to, and I, I don't know why I forgot about Nori. I'm so sorry. Like, all this other stuff was awesome, and I just, for some reason, that doesn't mean she's not memorable, so please don't think that. But, like, I could relate to a little bit of that, because I had a best friend since kindergarten. Really, you know, great person, what have you. We, 
even though I had to move out of state when I was about like nine or ten for safety reasons, mm-hmm. um, we still obviously kept in touch. She still came to see me. We still did, you know, things outside of school. So obviously we didn't go to the same school anymore. Um, but as she, as we got into like our, you know, like our teen years and stuff, I could totally understand where Julia, where she was coming from when Nori was like, I'm ready to grow up, I'm ready to do this, but you're, you're, you're still a little bit behind, so I'm going to leave you, kind of thing, and that's what happened to me, like, but it was kind of a, it was sort of like that situation, but it was different, and before I say anything, Mia, I'm going to, yeah. is it okay if I mention yeah. one of my yeah. surgeries, because I don't, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't want the same thing happen that yeah. happened last night. Yeah, go ahead. So, I'm sorry, actually, I need to mention one of Samantha's not mine, but are you still okay with that? Yeah. So I'll just make this quick. So she was able to get her eyesight restored um, through a procedure that, because she and I don't have, Samantha and I don't have the same condition Becca and I do. Yes. But Samantha and I didn't. Two different things. So she was able to get hers back. So when she got it, and you know, adjusted obviously to it and stuff, she pretty much dumped me for a couple years. All uh. over the fat. And it was like, I, it it hurt like it was it was worse than what Nori did because they, that was bad but I mean at least that wasn't some life you know what I mean like it wasn't because mm-hmm. of some like life change that we could have actually celebrated together I wasn't like I was five percent jealous I'll be honest with you because come on who wouldn't be mm-hmm. with that but at the same time I was happy for her but it was like she was just like no okay I don't you know I got my sight back so now it's like I'm gonna move on and I'm like wait what did I do like, I can't help that I, that I can't have that same procedure and be, you know, be okay. And even if I could, I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't, what I mean is I would never have dumped somebody over it. And it just, it totally, that's how I relate to that. Because I remember how badly I felt. And unfortunately, during that time, I didn't have anyone like Gabrielle. I didn't have anyone like the, like the other girls that, that Julia met, like, Maria, I guess her name was, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I didn't have anyone, especially no one like, anyone like Gabriella that would come alongside, like, okay, you know, that, that was messed up, whatever, let's figure this out, you know, you know, I'm fine with who you are, you know, it's, you know, it's just, I would have loved someone like her at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what that brought up, and not in, a, like, a bad way, but just, I remembered it, and I was just like, yeah, I can totally understand this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, and it was just, it was bad because, like I said, this was not her dumping me over a boyfriend or me still loving Disney and her moving on and us trying to find something, you know, something else. This was something that I had no control over that couldn't happen to me. Right. Yeah, you that's, know? that's really, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened. No, it's all right. Like, I'm, I'm not really... upset anymore. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, able yeah, to but share still, that's, yeah. Oh gosh. No, yeah, it wasn't cool. And I just, I mean, mm-hmm. we reconnected years later and she apologized because she knew she, you know, I guess thinking and getting older, you kind of realize, okay, I'm, I was a jerk and it, that was not right at the time, you know, it's just, but, so I forgave her and stuff, but it's still, I, I haven't thought about that in years until I read this. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, that's mm-hmm. what, that's what it made me think of. So yeah, totally... it's, it's interesting, yeah, when books, books bring, bring back memories, isn't it? Like, things oh, yeah. that are similar, oh, yeah. even though circumstances are totally oh, different, yeah. like a similar yeah. experience, a similar emotion, oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, is what yeah. It. No, but I did like Jazz. I, I know it's Jazz, but I'm sorry, I keep doing that, but I, I really did like her. She was fun. Like, oh, yeah. I, I could see us being friends at that age, and even as we got older, you know, just, because she just seemed like a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and just like really excitable and just yeah she almost got herself in trouble but I mean I'm glad that that was that you made that okay because I'm thinking mm-hmm. yes that happened to Julianne yes that can happen to anyone else but but for this I was appreciative that you're like no it's cool you know it's really fine and because sometimes it can be you know sometimes mm-hmm. like I said exactly. it can be okay and it's better to be safe than sorry, obviously. So I'm glad they did what they... I'm glad she came clean or whatever, but at the same time, I just was like, okay, you know, make this okay because not everyone on the net is a monster. Exactly. I mean, There's yeah. plenty of positive positive things that happen all the time, too. I completely agree. Oh, yeah, and I definitely, it's definitely yeah. a push and pull and obviously be smart and learn the rules and all that stuff yeah. and right. be by them. But at the same time, you know, you can meet your best friend online. Oh, I, yeah, I, I've met exactly. several yeah, and, online. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's something I've been doing. Um, I was out of town doing school visits last week, and that was something I was talking to the kids about. I'm doing a whole thing on social media safety with them and talking about how things, we have a game, green flag, red flag, where I'll okay. say something yep. online, you can do this or that, and they can say, you know, thumbs up for green flag and thumbs down for red flag. Right. And talk about how there's plenty of, you know, things online that are absolutely fine and, and positive, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like, a lot of these interviews that we've been doing, we've been reaching out to people who, you know, have worked on favorite TV shows that we love and have worked on, you know, obviously, like, you have written books that have really touched our lives. And it's like, you know, yes, be careful, but at the same time, good things can definitely happen as long as you're, you know, smart about it, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, it's just... It's it's awesome and we love we're we're loving talking with you because you just you're amazing and you just did something you your book is incredible. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, thank you so much. That just means so much to me. I, I really, really appreciate it. That's that's wonderful. So, thank you. Of course. It's it's amazing. And what was your writing process? Like are you someone that likes to outline the whole book or outline or just Right, and then... Did the characters lead you? Yes. (laughs) So, um, I I will tell you that it's interesting because I know there are people that do that where they can sit down and they can outline, and my brain does not work that way. I have to... Yeah, I have... I can have my main character, and I can know what they want, and I can know what they need, and I can sort of figure out where it's going to end up, but I don't know how I'm going to get there until I start writing. And so I honestly, I tend to start like, I think way too early and have to do a lot of cutting, but I think that's helping me understand the person's backstory and kind of get to know my character. Mm -hmm. And then it eventually gets where it, this, the characters uh, do kind of take over and the story just, (laughs) Like, as I get to know the characters and as they seem to come to life on the page, um, things start happening more organically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would say, though, once it's done, something that I did do uh, with this story, when I first wrote it, I had it going um, until the abduction and then Julia getting away and then the aftermath a little bit, but not very much. And then it kind of ended, and one of my early readers said, well, what happened next? What happened to her family? How did it affect them? How did, how did she get over this, you know, huge experience? 
And that's when part two came along. <laughs> um, so the part one was was originally the book, pretty much. And then it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a lot more that needs to yeah. come into play here. And I'm just so grateful that I had that feedback because then I went back and... Um, and it was interesting timing, too, because Traffic 911 sent me to um, trauma-informed counseling training that was just in my area. It was like a, I want to say it was two full days. Uh, so it was about 16 hours of, of training and listening to experts on trauma-informed counseling. And it was really helpful because I was doing this so that I would be better equipped to talk with these trafficking survivors mm -hmm. and you know, understand the best way to discuss their experiences with them. But it also kind of had this extra, um, extra layer for me because I had, I think, some more understanding of going into the counseling part of the second half of the yeah. book. And um, yeah, so that was, it was actually really um, helpful for me to, to be able to do all that. And I, it's interesting because people who have read it and reached out to me, are talking about the the trauma uh, mm -hmm. aspect of it and just yeah. the emotion, the mental health aspect yes, of it. Yes. And um, actually, I was really excited because Kirkus um, Magazine just, I think, I guess it was just last week, it was during my trip, um, I found out they um, featured it in an article about middle grade books that promote positive mental health. That's awesome. I was I was really happy because honestly, what started as I wanted it to be sort of a cautionary tale about social media safety and trafficking, I think has turned into also a book about mental health and about yeah. um, you know oh, the yeah. recovery from trauma process. And I feel like that's kind of it was a real gift when that person gave me that feedback because I think it kind of added a whole nother yeah, uh, a whole yeah. Other layer the book so so I guess as far as my writing process um going back and and adding that next part was um was just something that I was so meaningful and I'm so so grateful that that I had that feedback and was um was able to actually have that as such an important part of the story oh, yeah. um and then as far as the outlining things so once I finished it um that's when I started looking, you know, how there are all those, there's so many things about how you should, you know, craft your plot and have yeah, this element. Yeah, and this yeah. element. That's when I kind of went back and tried to make sure I had the right things at the right points and, um, and all those different parts. But it was, it was honestly like after it was pretty much done that I went back and looked because I think if you're writing from, I can't write. I just can't write from an outline. It, yeah. it almost, to me, yeah, it feels like it's school and I'm writing a paper or something yeah. and I just, it takes away the fun. So yeah. I just can't do it that way. No, I, I totally get it. I can't do it either. Um, yeah. I, I like to just write and mm -hmm. what I do, and I also write upper MG, um, but I write mm -hmm. fantasy. Um, but it's my books, like with the magic takes a back seat to the rest of the story. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, um, but what I like to do is I like to um, act out my scenes and record them with the narration and everything. I'm kind of like an audiobook. Mm. Um, and then I go back and 
Oh, interesting. And type it up. Yeah, I do that too. And that's that's kind of. Oh like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so that's kind of like my outline. Yeah. And, you know, and if I don't like where a chapter is going, you know, I have it written ten pages, you know, um, and I can just re-record it, you know, and then type it up, and so, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's my process. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really cool. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's fun, um, and I'm also, I'm, I'm also trying to get published, and, um, I want to do, I want to go with a smaller publisher and, um, not try to do the big, the big four as it is now, um, just because I think that'd be, that'd be a little tad bit easier, um, I know it'll still be hard, but I, I tried doing the whole independent publishing, um, and I, I did publish one book, but it was the marketing that got me. <laughs> marketing is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you can't, when you can't see, because a lot of, a lot of society is visual, you know. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do, I couldn't make like the graphics and um, really do a cover reveal because I couldn't really see my book cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, you know, so I was like, well, I'll go to a small publisher and maybe I'll get some help with with the marketing part of it um I mean I'll still have to do some on my own but at least I'll have some some guidance and um instead of having to wear all the hats Mm -hmm. so um but it's the it's the um I'm really really glad that you that you included Julie's PTSD because that's the part that I related to as well. And I also mm-hmm. I also related to just how alone she felt at school because there were times when during school when I did, like I would be sitting at lunch and I would be sitting with my class, but I would still feel alone because no one would really strike up a conversation with me. I mean, a, a few times, yeah, but mainly I just, you know, would sit quietly and think up stories because the cafeteria was so loud. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not only visually impaired, I'm also hard of hearing. Um, so it was hard for me to keep up with conversations in that environment because mm, there's I'm sure, yeah. so much background noise so I just mm-hmm. really just kind of kept to myself <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but still I was with like I was sitting with my class like I wasn't alone at a at a table or anything but um, now in high school yes I was I did spend a lot of lunches by myself and you know because 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 we would break for lunch and everybody would go off in different directions and you in high school you don't sit with your class 
you know, you sit mm-hmm. wherever you want. At least that's how it was in at my school. So, mm-hmm. um, so I would just, and I, obviously I couldn't, I could tell, like, I could tell that there were obviously kids, you know, I could tell that there were people in front of me, but I couldn't tell who it was visually. So I couldn't scan the cafeteria and look for my friends. You know, we only had a 25-minute lunch period, so I had to just find a table and sit down and eat. Um, But I did finally find someone that kind of took me under their wing and sat with me, and and we formed a friendship. Um, And we met in the cafeteria, but we formed a friendship because she sat with me for two years in high school, so, so I really, oh, that's great, yeah. yeah, so I really related to, to Julie just feeling just really alone, and not really having anybody to talk to at school, and, no, because she does, she does have people to talk to, she meets, after Nori dumps her, she meets Gabby, she so, meets Gabby, yeah, but, but, she does and have, she's fully included she, in that. Yeah, she does have... But I guess what I'm saying was the times where she did feel alone where yeah. her friends weren't around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, from a cat lover to another, when you're editing your book, any kitty additions? <laughs> what I mean well, I have is to did say any of them jump are... up and add stuff? Yeah, Pepper... Um, Benny, Benny is... Um... He's not really, he's kind of a larger cat, and he doesn't oh. like to jump up high as much. Oh. He's more of a, like, cuddle on the bed oh. kind of cat. But yeah. Pepper is very spry, yeah. and she's very athletic. Yeah. And she likes to jump up on things, and so she likes to jump up on the keyboard, jump up on the desk, block the screen, have her oh. tail, you know, up where I can't see the pages. So, yeah, we had lots of, um... Definitely lots of moments where Pepper decided, Mom, why are you sitting here doing whatever you're doing and not paying attention to me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, she's funny. So she she was somewhat involved in things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like my little guy. I mean, he di- he disconnects the internet. I have to call Comcast mm-hmm. up and get that fixed. Oh, no. he, he adds stuff to my book. He does. He he just like runs across the keyboard, and I'm like, okay, how'd that end up in there? Because I have a, we both have screen readers that yeah, it's um a program that will read everything on the screen yeah if it's text obviously so that's how we're able to write. So I'll be reading something and it'll be like all of a sudden all these letters without any. I'm like, Raja, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, and he's of course happy with himself and he'll he'll mute her computer. Yes, he will, uh-huh. which isn't good. No, but I always get it fixed. But he, I can tell every time he does it because he's like purring his head off and like headbutting yeah. me. Cute. Like, mom, look, mama, look what I did. I'm happy. Right. And then yeah. proud of himself. Oh yeah. And so uh-huh. I so Lauren so Lauren is visiting me. I'm I'm in Georgia. Um another in, in Atlanta is also uh, heavy heavy with trafficking. Like mm-hmm. it's I've a, heard that. It's uh yeah, it's it's be, really bad. Because like, it's it's because it's like Houston. It's a uh, it's we've got 
the airport, you know, and so like it, and it's, it's, I think it's the largest airport in the nation, actually, because we only have one. I've heard, I've heard it's, yeah, that airport is huge. Yeah. Heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were writing, how did you come up with the scenario? Like, how did you come up with the fact that obviously she'd be at the, I mean, I know it was online, but like, you know, that she'd be at the mall and then all of that, you know, like the, when the recruitment and like, well, grooming process started, I guess that's the right, hopefully it's the right word, that it, the mall would be the central like public meeting place. Well, I was trying to think about where um, she could be dropped off, where her okay. parents would, you know, would be okay dropping her off mm -hmm. with friends. Yes. And I just thought, you know, a mall has security guards, a mall mm -hmm. has families everywhere, yeah, yeah, exactly. and it feels pretty safe. And I yeah. thought it would be a way to kind of show how this happens. It's it's called something that's hidden in plain sight. Yes. Yeah. And I thought the mall would really show that because you feel like what could be, you know, what can go wrong when all you're doing is inside a place that has, yeah. um, fam like, families everywhere, and, yes. and it's fine. But then I know that some, you know, I've been in malls that have the hotels attached and I thought, well, yeah, if, um, if she's trying not to do anything dangerous, she's being sneaky, but she's not trying to yeah. do something she perceives as dangerous. So I thought, right. well, she's just a mall like she does with her friends all the time and mm -hmm. going to eat there, going to yes. movies and not leaving the mall with him. She can feel safe and feel like she's not doing anything she really could you know, could yeah. put her in danger, but then with the car keys, yes. you know, the, oh, let me just run, grab them yes. again yeah. on the way up yeah. to the restaurant. She's not yes. thinking it happens so fast and it's like too oh, yeah. fast to even think about that. Okay. Just getting the keys. It's not like he, you know, no. he gave her time to really think it was just like, oh, right here. Boom. Gotta go get these. And yes. so it, I, I think it's just showing how something can happen so quickly, even when somebody's trying to be careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And your book was actually the first book I ever read where a hotel was attached to a mall. Like, I'm not trying to sound stupid or anything. I just never, it's not something you read about a lot. So that was an eye opener for me because I was like, wait, how is a hotel attached? To and I, it's not that I wasn't believing what you were writing, but I was thinking, how is that possible? Like, so I, yeah, there's some, there's some places um, I've been where they have, they actually have it's it's usually the bigger malls um mm -hmm. but where they'll have there will actually have where you can take an elevator like up to the hotel mm -hmm. or um you know it's just yeah. in, in i think large larger more metropolitan areas yeah. i've seen that way not in the smaller areas yeah, yeah. no i was just i was i was just curious cuz reading mm -hmm. that i was like okay that's i mean not cool for her obviously but cool in a in just a general sense yeah for a, like appropriate tourists and people like that and it's just like I just was like okay that is interesting that it has that but yet there was no secure I mean not that there wasn't any but nobody was paying attention to them is what I'm saying like there nobody questioned it nobody I mean the people like in the hotel the the worker staff I mean didn't question anything um until that one point, and I just was like, okay, that's interesting, especially, and I get it, you know, families are there, they, they, they don't want to say anything if it's actually nothing, you know, but it, it was just kind of 
it made me think, okay, these guys are not doing their job. Yeah, well, and one thing, um, I don't know if you noticed, but I put in there just sort of subtly um, for my own making sense of it all was, I don't know if you saw that they had the baseball caps on. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. And yes. that was very intentional I because I did some research about it. And you know how there are security cameras everywhere yes. now? Mm -hmm. yep. If you have a baseball cap down kind of over your face, yeah, um, that was sort of my little way of, saying they were not they were very aware of the security cameras and okay. so they were making yeah. sure yeah. their faces were not on camera okay. yeah that was what you call for us that was like a blind miss because obviously i mean i know we were re reading it and stuff but i just first one i guess i didn't connect it to but mm -hmm. that oh my gosh that and i know that the dinner was a i mean it was a real dinner but i mean you know it was part of the whole thing but i gotta tell you I want that dinner. Me too. Not, 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 you know what I mean. It just sounded really good. It did sound really good. I, I do like, for some reason, I love talking about food and books. I don't know why. Um, my, my family and I watch MasterChef together sometimes. Yes. And, um, I, I just think it's fun kind of coming up with names of foods that are really like, I'm not into cooking all these really fancy things at all, yeah. but, um, but I think they're fun, you know, like the raspberry, white chocolate, whatever, you know, just yes. the, the yeah. um, fancy foods. It's it's kind of, I don't know if I get, like, hungry when I'm writing or what. <laughs> it's kind of fun to, yeah, we're chocolate to have peanut the butter food fans. stuff in there. We're chocolate peanut butter fans over here. Like, we love anything Reese's, mm. anything. Yeah. Like, I love chocolate pretzels. Oh, yum, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, and I love baking. Sure. I love baking chocolate cake, and I'll put... Sometimes, um, if I can get away with it, I will put pretzels in it. Like, just... Oh, interesting. Pretzels. I've never tried yeah. that. I mean, you got to be careful, but you can do it. Like, if it's measured well enough or whatever. And it's so good. It gives it, like, that crunch. Yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. it's And you're talking to someone who came... My family is... It's from... They're from Puerto Rico and Italy. To My mother's from Italy. Or my mother... Not my mother herself, but her side of the family. It was mm -hmm. from Italy originally. They came here, obviously. And then my papa is obviously Puerto Rican. So mm -hmm. you're talking to someone who had from scratch food almost her whole life. And obviously I had the fast food that kids always, you know, have. But for the most mm -hmm. part, I had, you know, authentic rice and beans, all that stuff. Authentic Italian food. Don't get me started about my mom's um, stuffed shelves. Because, oh my gosh, they were out of this world. So when you talk about that stuff, I'm thinking, okay, I'm hungry. And I want to write a book about that. Because that, <laughs> that, that's, cause there's so many memories. That's why food, it brings people together. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it does. And um, I think, like, for me, the Zenzai, the, um, the food that she would have over... Uh, with Nori is, yes. is something that, um, my, my best friend that I told you about, her mm -hmm. mom is, is Japanese and I used to eat Zenzai over there all the time. So awesome. that was, that was kind of an emotional memory for me that was fun to include. Yeah. I, I really liked that. I thought I learned a lot, you know, yeah. through a book about that. And that was, that was cool. Like that was really, it made me hungry to try it, but I'm allergic to <laughs> okay. soy, like, I, I get really sick when I, if I eat it by accident or something. So that's why I'm like, I got to be careful what kind of mm -hmm. Chinese food I have, what kind of Japanese food I have. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I love sushi, but I just, you know, I just had to be careful, but I'd love to try it if I could. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, um, it's, it's fun to, I think, put in little details from your life that aren't oh, really yeah. 
you know, super part of the story, but just sort of little parts of the world that you're familiar with to share with other people. Oh, yeah. And I liked, I did like Julia's bond with her sister. I thought it Mm. was interesting. Like, I liked that they had their little, like, tradition and their, like, sister time. I really thought that was, that was nice. Because you don't see that too often in books. Most of the time, siblings, I mean, you know, they love each other deep down. Most of the time they're fighting or they're, but this was of refreshing I mean they had their moments obviously but it wasn't like every single chapter which I did appreciate oh good because that's, that's what I because in mine and I'm not going to bore you too much but in mine actually my main character is raising her little sister as her own so it's a little different like they can't fight like a normal sibling I mean they sometimes do but it's not she has to be more of her mama than than her sister, even though she does call her by her first name. And obviously, mm-hmm. she knows she's her sister, but that's how it is. Because um, mm-hmm. she got their mom abandoned them after um, Issa or Isabel was born. So Jasmine, she not only has her job as a child life specialist, but she also, obviously, Issa comes first. But, you know, she has that. She has her. So, mm-hmm. um, so they never really had that dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Be I mean, very they, do, they do argue. I mean, obviously, everyone argues once in a while, but it's not like what you typically see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, so what? Um, when you were writing the online, the gradual stuff that was happening, um, where did you get your information to make it so real? Like that? It obviously, I know it happens everywhere, but what were you basing that? Um, the start, the gradual start of everything on? Well, I guess, um, I guess I did, did a lot of research about how, you know, how these things happen. I also just heard a lot of stories from, you know, from people and just didn't base it on anything specific, but just kind of put, put the stories I heard together with the research oh, okay. I did and just mm-hmm. tried to make it, it just kind of made it, made it something a little bit different, but just based on everything I had learned about it. Yeah. And I thought at one point, and I'm not trying to make light of this at all. So please don't think that, but in a way I was thinking to myself, one of those cats is going to jump up and start exiting out of that chat window to give her mm-hmm. kind of like a clue as to, okay, you shouldn't be doing that. And obviously she wouldn't understand because, you know, you don't think, because cats are smart, but at the same time she would just be like, okay, you're bugging me, get down. And obviously mm-hmm. that wouldn't stop what was going to happen, so please don't think that's what I meant. But I just thought that was what was going to happen to give her a little bit of a clue, like, yeah, this was not a good idea. Yeah, like, I think there was one part where Louie um, did, I think she was thinking about talking to him, yes. actually, mm-hmm. and then Louie knocked over her magazine. Yes, Yes. Yeah, so I think that's exactly probably the kind of thing you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, I agree. That was important to have a little something with, you know, with her cats. With each of them, yes. Ginger, obviously, even though it wasn't good at the time, what she did, it actually came back, which I love when authors do that. I love when there's insignificant things that happen. You don't, you think, okay, that's fine. You know, it happens, whatever. But then when it comes back in a big moment when it's needed, you're like, aha, wait, that's why they did that. Okay, they're awesome. I, I love little Easter eggs, right? Any yes. kind of little hints. Yeah, I, I like that whenever, you know, whenever I read also. So yeah. it's fun to try to put them in. Oh, yeah, no, it's awesome. And, like, I would love a sequel. Like, I would 
This is in my mom. I would love, love a sequel. Because just to see, like, how they're doing and maybe to see her trying to help somebody else and not get in that situation, but they end up getting it anyway and she has to be, she maybe somehow holds the key to help them rescue this person. Like, like not a, maybe a witness as far as, um, but she doesn't realize she is. Like, maybe there's something she knows that she's not aware of at the time that she heard or saw that would put it together. I don't know. You can just forget everything I just said, but I just, you know, I don't know. Hmm. I just tend to give people ideas. But it was just Well, thank you. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to think about that. Thank you. Because, I mean, she has, unfortunately, has the experience. So, I mean, why not? I mean, within reason, I mean, why not put it to good use? And I don't mean it like that. It's just... What I mean is, you know, she could actually be an asset without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. So, That's interesting. Oh, yeah. No, I was just, I don't know, I was just thinking. But, yeah. um, so, so are you a Disney fan? Like, do you like Disney movies or what's your favorite type of movie? I'm just curious just to turn this to be a little bit fun. Yeah, no, I do like Disney. Um, I like probably... I also love to see them when they have the stage productions yes, of them. Yes, um, yes. My favorite would have to be The Little Mermaid, I, the stage yeah. production. Oh. Is amazing. Have I, you, isn't that the best? No, I'm not, I love the original. What I mean is the Disney movie. Like, I grew up with it. I love the TV series. Mm-hmm. I met Jodie Benson. She's a very sweet woman. Really awesome person. So I wasn't, like, too thrilled when they did that. Now, I love Being the Beast in that way. I love the stage yes. production of that. And Lion King, as yes. far as I heard, I've is seen, really good. I've seen both of those, Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. Um, Beauty, and, Beauty and the Beast was my first Broadway show. Oh, wow. When I was 13. Oh, cool. um, That's amazing. It was so good. Have you seen that one? So I've seen, let's see, when I saw Little Mermaid, it was actually at the local high school that put it on. Awesome. Um, so it, was, it wasn't like a you know big theater or anything, but it, they, they did such a great job. I just oh, thought it was cool. amazing. And then awesome. Beauty and the Beast, I saw, um, I have seen a, a stage production of that as well. And again, not anywhere super big or fancy, but it, I thought yeah. it was great. I loved it. Yeah, no, I was just curious. I love the songs. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yes. No, I was just, I was just curious because, mm-hmm. I mean, I we both grew up during the Disney Renaissance, so I mean, we grew up, you know, with Little Mermaid, with Aladdin, Oliver and Company, Mulan, all those. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we Ariel just got me through so many things, like most of the medical, some not, and it's just, it was just her music and like her mm-hmm. as a character, it's beautiful. Obviously. Oh yeah, and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jasmine's my secondary princess because I just love everything about her, and she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I got Raj's name from the movie, and he actually named himself. Like, he growled while I was watching it a couple days after I brought him home from the shelter, so I was like, okay. Yeah. He, he chose his name. Oh, That's yeah. adorable. Yeah, yeah, he did. And That's he's, great. he is a sweet little guy. He like, he, he just, he's very intuitive. Like, he knows... Um, like after, if I have a flashback or something, he will come up and like headbutt me and just sit there and be like, okay, I'm here. Hi. Pet me. And if I have a nightmare, he'll do the same thing. Or he'll actually, with nightmares, he'll actually need on my legs to get me back to the present, which is interesting because pressure does actually help. It's the right kind of pressure for that. And because that's what people say, wait, blankets, they don't help me. Like he helps me. Like he'll jump on my lap or on my legs and just like start kneading. Like, okay, Hi come back that's adorable yeah and yeah. he's he's awesome like 
Yeah, I think they just give their, I know with uh, Benny, he just has this sort of positivity and this relaxed um, nature that if you're stressed or something, you can just kind of wrap your arms around him and have him purr in your face. And it just brings some of that positivity to you. It's just like he transfers it over. Oh, yeah. Does he purr? I'm pretty sure he's um, he purrs like yeah. crazy. Oh. oh my gosh, he's got a wonderful purr. Oh my gosh, yeah, Rasha does too, and he he will just. One night I was able to record him purring, and I gave it to Becca so she could have it, and because yes. I didn't realize he was gonna be that loud, but I was like laying a couple inches away, and I didn't. I put the recorder like between us, where it wasn't actually on him, obviously, but near enough that I could, he just lay there, and he was like, "Okay, hi." I'm gonna purr. I'm yeah. happy. Sweet. Oh yeah. yeah, he's he's cool. And he loves me. Oh, he does. Because we we when we do these interviews, we're usually doing them from two different states. Um, this is the first time that we've seen each other in three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but so normally we live six hundred miles apart, and Raja. When Lauren and I get off the phone, he'll cry. Aw, he misses you. That's so sweet. Yeah, he he loves me. Like, he just... Aw. And he'll, like, I'll be... There have been several times where I've been trying to tell Lauren something and Raja will just interject. So so a two-minute story will turn into, like, a 30-minute story because, (laughs) because of all of his interjections his meowing oh yeah that is he's, he is he's he's really sweet so if you were if you could write a sequel to this book what would you think you would do just forget not forget what i said but you know just take it upon yourself i i would have to think about that a little bit more honestly okay. um i, I don't curious. know i haven't i have not given that any thought yeah. at this point I'm so sorry, I, I would have to sit you. down and sorry Oh, no, that's okay. I, what I would probably do is think about it. I, I do my best thinking when I'm walking. Oh, I can give cool. you the answer awesome. if I went for a walk yeah. and just started trying to picture where she is at the end of the story and what might you know be the yeah. challenge that comes next. I think that's what I'd have to do. Oh, yeah. So what are, you, what are you working on now? Well, I'm honestly, I've been doing... Um, trying to put together my school visits. Um, I'm doing virtual ones and also in-person ones and, um, and really focusing a lot at this point on, um, I'm doing different kinds of things because there's some schools really want a focus on the social media safety and even talking a little bit about the trafficking, just of course at an age appropriate level. Um, and then others are interested in having more of a discussion about writing. So yeah. when I was in Virginia, I was working with creative writing students for part of the oh, time, awesome. which was really fun. It was seventh and eighth graders um, who love writing and, and talking to them about reading and then about books and like character oh, arcs and oh, painting yeah. and all these things that we adult writers talk to each other about. It was just so fun talking because you know, my, my students were third and fourth grade, so of course, they were learning to write, but not yeah. at the same level as like an eighth grader who's, you know, in a creative writing class where you can talk yeah. about these elements yeah. all at a much deeper level. So to be honest, since, you know, since this is all still pretty new, I'm, um, I've really been focusing my energy on, on just um, getting 
I'm going out to California in a couple weeks and doing another week of school awesome. visits out there. And awesome. yeah, just a lot of, a lot of stuff with this book still. So I'm, I'm kind of focused on, on that right now. Yeah. Just the, um, it's you know, the, so cool. the school visits and all that. Oh, yeah. No, I was just curious because, yeah. you know, and I must have been the weirdo in third grade because I was the one that you probably would have wanted to talk to because I wasn't writing babies. Not, I don't want to say baby stories like that, but I wasn't writing, like, kid-kid stuff. I wanted to write, like, stuff that I was reading at that age, which was, like, Charlotte's Web, Babysitter's Club. I was reading, mm-hmm. like, at a sixth grade level in third grade. Like, I... Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, my dad taught me how to read when I was four. I mean, I didn't... You know, obviously, it was a four or five, something like that. And I already... Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I went to kindergarten knowing how. We had to fight for a lot of things, not because of my blindness, because I went to a school for the blind, but because they didn't want to help me to advance. And they thought that I could just, you know, do what everyone else was doing. And I, I could... But I wasn't feeling challenged. So I would sit there and write my own stories. And these weren't like going on picking and this. It was stuff that was like eight, nine chapters long. and actually had actual, you know, what you're talking about. Like actual storylines and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I did my work and everything. I, I wasn't like that. But I at the but also, because I wasn't being challenged, I was like, okay, I'll just challenge myself. You know, I just do stuff. And Yeah, good for you. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... um. Like, and it was also thanks to my third grade teacher because she showed us, like, the reading list that they give, like, at the beginning of the year um, when we were in third grade. And she actually, like, I don't know if she ripped it up. She did something to it and threw it away right in front of us. And she was like, you know what? She was like, I believe in you guys. You know, I know you can do more than what this, what the, what they want you to do. So we're going to take, like, two books from the list so we don't get in trouble. But most of the other books I'm going to give you are ones that I know you guys can fit, you know, can actually get and will get something out of and fall into easily. So we read, like, Island of the Blue Dolphins. We read The Indian in the Cupboard, The Fourth Grade Wizards, um, and, like, stuff like that. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't your typical third grade fair because she didn't want to do that. And I thank her for that because That she, sounds like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that, it just, it, it made me love reading. And it was a that, what a cool teacher, yeah. Oh yeah, from like my she family stuff, and because my parents got divorced when I was like seven, so it helped me to escape that. It helped me escape like a lot of my well aftermath, a lot of eye surgeries I had that just left a lot of scars, like invisible, you know, and stuff. So it was a good, mm-hmm. it was a good way of you know helping me and stuff. So oh, reading is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's wonderful, and that's great that she helped instill that love of it at such a young age. That's oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure there were kids that needed help that couldn't do all that. Like, And that was fine. I mean, everyone's at different levels, but I just wanted more and more. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would, I loved, I lived for book fairs at school. Same. Yes. And I, like, I don't know if you had them. Like, I'm pretty sure you did. I mean, you don't sound like, you sound, like, fairly young. I mean, I'm not trying to be like that, but... Did you have them in your school? Like, did they, did they do book fairs? Like, yeah, I loved school? book fairs. That was like amazing to have a whole room where you could these brand new books that you could. Yeah, yes. I think I the excitement is yeah. Anyone who loves reading, right? It's I still get excited at a book uh, fair. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because like we can't see to read print anymore, which is why we switched. I mean, we were listening to audio anyway. I mean, give or take through our lives, but that's how we do it now. And, Mm -hmm. but when I could see to read and I was in school in, um, second, third, fourth grade, I 
lived for that scholastic yes. like book order giveaway mm-hmm. thing. Me too. And not giveaway, but you know what I mean. And I also obviously live for the book fairs and I would like look at stuff and save my allowance and save the money I got for my birthday and whatnot. And I would just bring it and buy like eight or ten books. And this was not like I got like the latest Babysitters Club I bought the latest Goosebumps if I thought it looked cool, but if it didn't, I would get, like, the latest, like, I don't know, like, Alex Mack or just whatever was out there yes. that was just so good, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the scary stories tell the dark series thing, and, you know, just stuff like oh, that, yeah. so, and any novelization from any movie, especially Free Willy, it's where I got the Free Willy novelization back when it was out, um, was oh, a book wow. fair, yeah, yeah. So, oh, um, yeah, I think book fairs are great. I love them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could totally see your book on a shelf in one of those completely. Yes, oh, well, thank you. I, I hope that happens. That would be amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah, but thank you so much for gifting us with yes, your time. We really you. appreciate it. We want to let you go. Oh, it's so, so nice talking with you both. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, and it'll be up in it. Um, Becca puts them up, so we'll get this one fixed up. And Well, I mean, like, you know, just, like, make sure everyone can hear it and all that stuff and get mm-hmm. it up there. Yeah. So it'll be everywhere. Well, thank like, you Apple. so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. And have a really good rest of your week and yes. take care of those sweet fur babies. Yes. And oh, I will. And you all have a wonderful rest of your visit. That's so cool that you were able to, um, to be together. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Good There's luck nothing. With- yeah better than friendship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good luck with your school visits. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right. Okay, well, thanks again for having me. You I too. really, really am, am happy I visited. We had a good time. Yes. Yeah, for thank sure. So Absolutely. Much. Oh, yeah. All righty. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. She was so Minimize awesome. Minimize meeting. You are using it soon. But she was awesome. Meeting. The host has, the host has ended this meeting. Oh yeah. Are you okay?